Welcome to Ms. Itumaleng Pure from the SAIA, as well as our 2021 model UN team, Haley McGowan, Chad, Mika, Sana, Lulu, and India. Now, um, students, you did incredibly well in the model UN. But before we jump into your experience with what you have done, in the Model United Nations. I would like Ms. Tumalang to tell us a little bit about herself, how she came about working for the SAIA. Thank you, Ms. Tumalang. Thank you very much and thank you for having me. My name is Itumeleng Pore. I am the Youth Programs Officer at the South African Institute of International Affairs, um, SIA, and I have been with SIA since 2018. I've got a background in international relations. I studied international relations at um, Advits and have worked with um, a wide range of NGOs based in the country and the regions and have also worked for the African Union Commission and I've been with um, SIA for now, close to four years now. That's incredible, Ms. Tumaleng. You've got a wide range of experience. So for the Model UN, what is your aim when you work with students from Southern Africa or well, basically mainly in the Sadiq region? What is your aim with running the Model UN program? So the aim of the MAN program is to offer learners the opportunity to improve their research skills and for them to have a grasp of international topics together and to learn more about the United Nations and other international and regional bodies. Would you say then with our students in the Southern African region, giving them this platform to research topics that are globally relevant? Or do you find that many of our students are focused more on what is happening on the African continent with its range of problems? So with our students that actually participate on the program, they are interested in all topics, so international topics, global topics. They are interested in um, regional topics and even national topics because how we run the MAN program is that it is not only concentrated on the United Nations, so it's Model United Nations, but we also have an adaptation of the program, which we call the Model Legislature Program, which is similar to MAN, but here they simulate what happens in their provincial legislatures. So there they get the opportunity to debate on issues that affect them within their specific provinces. So we cover a wide range of topics that are local, national, regional and global. Would you say within the students that you have worked with for the last couple of years, are there still more males that are interested in the model United Nations or are we seeing a lot more girls that are interested. So for uh, Model United Nations, we see both boys and girls, male and female, that are interested within the, the MAN program. It's not predominantly male students that I can say that are interested in it. And you know what makes youth at SIA 
different in terms of our youth programs is that the demographics that we engage with are between the ages of 13 and 25. And that's across all our programs. So whereas with other youth-centered programs, they concentrate on a specific demographic of young people, but we concentrate on learners. We engage learners that are in grade eight up until they are in university and even when they are just starting out in their different um, career paths. So we are interested, we, we engage with young people in those age groups, whether they be male, female, and we get equal interest from across all genders and spectrums. That is very encouraging to know. And, and it's also interesting to note that there's not really a big gender disparity when it comes to the model United Nations that SAIA is running. What are some of the characteristics that you hope that the students will adopt or that they refine upon when it comes to getting a small taste of politics, as well as what you said earlier on, refining the research skills? What are those traits or qualities that you are looking for to foster in a student? So what we hope to find in a student that participates in our programs is that we want young people that are very inquisitive and young people that want to engage with global and national topics, keep engaged and would like to be able to develop them within their schoolwork and later on in their lives, in their careers or in their university life. So with these programs, we'd like to get for young people to get improved on their research skills, debating how they um, are able to relate to the rest of the world. Those are very good traits to work on, definitely so, especially in terms of relating to the rest of the world, seeing that we're such a very heterogeneous population. I think that's a very good quality to work on. Great. Thank you so much, ma'am. I will definitely come back to ask you more questions after we draw the students. Thank you very much. Thank you. Right. So... Haley, Chad and Mika, your topic that you chose was the a state of humanitarian relief and the country that you represented was the Philippines. How did you feel when you started working on that topic? Could you relate to that topic? And did you feel nervous when you had to research, when you had to find out about your country's position, particularly since the Philippines is a developed nation? Were you scared? Could you relate to the state of humanitarian relief? I wouldn't say exactly nervous. I'd say it was actually quite enjoyable to research on the Philippines to see a crisis in the world from another point of view and how they are dealing to fix the crisis in their country. We can't exactly relate to their crisis as they follow greater poverty and greater food source uh, shortages than we do here in South Africa. I mean, I'm always quite excited to learn about things I don't already know. And before Model UN, I didn't know much about the Philippines. So I think involving myself in what it looked like for this country that was suffering great poverty, a lot of injustice, you know, These trends are quite often seen in many other places. So especially in South Africa, poverty and crime and it's unfortunate. So I think it's always good to, you know, widen our horizon. So I was I was excited. Mm. Great. 
Nika, how did you feel? Now, given that you were actually on the team that um, had to research about the privatization and militarization of space, and you told me confidently that you could not truly relate to that topic, and you were very brave in having said so, and then you chose the state of humanitarian relief. How did you relate to the topic? And when you had to research your country's position, the Philippines, how did you feel? The reason I chose the humanitarian crisis in the Philippines was because I don't know much about like military and space, so I had more knowledge on like refugees and... It was also interesting learning new stuff from other people in other schools and when doing research, coming across stuff that you never knew about. India, Lulu and Sana, you had a very masculine, if I can call it that, and remember, you're more than welcome to critique me if I'm being incredibly biased. You had a very masculine topic, the militarization and the privatization of outer space, and you were given the enemy state, <laughs> the United States of America. Sana, how did you feel when you chose to be with India on this team and to research this topic? Could you relate to the topic? I don't think I could relate to the topic because it's not something that I know a lot about, especially with like the militarization of space. I hadn't really looked up on it, I only really knew that people just wanted to send tech into space. But I felt quite overwhelmed by it. And how did you overcome that overwhelmness? How did you grow from that? I think having India with me and also Lulu helped a lot because I knew I wasn't alone and so I could talk to them. I could ask them for guidance. So it was genuinely a team effort? It was a team effort. India, how were you able to relate to the topic? And were you quite nervous when you had to take on the research? Or were you quite excited to learn something new about it? Originally, when I was given the challenge of this topic, I questioned myself a little bit. But then I realized that sometimes you have to face the challenges and do the topics that wouldn't normally be set. Because it is a very masculine topic, but it just proves that a woman can do the same as a man. It doesn't make me any less. So why can't we and why can't we do it better than men? Lulu, when the students were sort of fighting over you to join their teams and you had to basically choose based on their reasoning when I was training them to debate, to look at what they have to work with, when you chose the privatization and militarization of space, could you relate to the topic? And how did you feel when you had to embark on this, on this research? It was because my original topic was the committee fours topic. Yeah. It was something I could relate with, something I knew lots of knowledge with, something I had researched a lot of, especially because my TED speech was very similar to that. So when I was told that I could go to the militarization and privatization of space, I was quite excited, but I was overwhelmed because it was a very masculine topic and I didn't know much about it. Students, Nelson Pore mentioned that the model UN aims to foster or to polish upon the research skills, debating skills, 
negotiation skills that they want children or students to hone. With what you have done with the model you went, do you feel more confident in your research abilities as young students right now? How do you feel about it, Nika? Before I did Model UN, I didn't have much debating skills, but even though I didn't speak that much, I got debating tips from other students while they were debating with each other on the call. So I learned mm-hmm. how to debate accurately and confidently. Mm-hmm. Hayley, do you feel that you are have grown in your negotiation ability? Because oftentimes when you sit around that negotiating table or you have to negotiate with a different political party or members in politics, etc., so on and so forth, it's usually a team effort. Do you feel when you worked with Chad and Mika that as a negotiator, you actually honed in on your teamwork abilities as well? Yeah, definitely. I know we had a few mock debates in practice for Model UN, and I think during that space, we learned how to negotiate, and it sort of provided the structure for Model UN. I think on the day, we all got a little bit shy, and it it's a bit more scary than one anticipates, but it's it's very fun, and those debates allowed us to grow and for our negotiating skills to grow. So I think I know a lot more on how to debate and reason with people than I did before, model you in. So Chad, when you were busy negotiating and debating, etc., and I watched all of you quite closely, I noticed that you were, in, and I spoke to you before, you're like the little bulldog, you just charge and charge and charge. Do you feel that when it comes to debating within the model UN setting, that you have sort of learned about the art of negotiation, whereby instead of just attacking, attacking, you've got to think strategically about it. Because this is what I noticed about you. Am I hitting the nail on the head? Uh, Definitely, ma'am. Also, uh, before we did Model UN, I had to do public speaking before. Never really enjoyed public speaking, but... As we did Model UN, uh, it has definitely shown that public speaking is a lot more enjoyable to do. And also, yeah, you're right, it does show when it comes to debating, you can't just uh, push the person to try and answer the question in the way you wanted to push them out of the shadow into the right, into the answer that they, that you need. You need to strategically show that your answer is correct. Very much so. Lulu. In terms of your researching skills, do you feel that the model United Nations gave you the platform to hone in on your researching skills, to polish it a little bit more? Yes, I do feel that. Like, I do feel that it has polished my researching skills a lot because when I started this topic, I did not know anything about it. I just knew what the title said, militarization and privatization of space. But I feel like I've become more interested in this type of debating and especially with the topic that was given to me and chose and I chose. But I feel like general, my researching skills have improved because the different teams and committees and people who I was debating with had so many other points and so many different strategies which they went towards and used, which I did take note of and I learned from them. I remember you made a very good point in the position paper that your children worked on about how you you want to want the United States of America to sort of model in the clause that space should not become the playground for colonization. 
as a young girl from a continent that has been colonized, did that play a factor in your decision to have wanted that to be part of the United States of America's position in the um, debate? Yes, I did. As it was mentioned, as I mentioned in the position paper, being a country generally that has been colonized, I did not want that history to be brought upon in a different country, let alone the uprising of a different planet because the uprising of South Africa or Africa in general from being colonized will take place if they're different species or different people in a different planet. So I did not want that case to happen and I did not want us to colonize a different planet. That's a very strong point. Thank you, Lulu. India, do you feel that in terms of your debating, you've become more confident in voicing your opinion? Because you've got very strong opinions too. Do you feel that the model UN gave you that platform to come out of your shell a bit more? I think it certainly did, considering that model UN is like, it, for me it was a challenge, because originally I did it not thinking much about it, and I thought it would be one of those projects that I did that would just be there and it would always just be something I did. But when I looked into it and further went into researching and everything else that I learned it's something more than that and it's something it's a memory I'll remember forever of the experience because I worked with great people and I learned from their ideas and their aspects and if I didn't know something I wasn't sure I could get an opinion but it wouldn't be one-sided or biased because in terms of the privatization and militarization of outer space, you would not generally assume that it's only got to do with power, whereas it is a power play, but these experiences taught me to think outside my the box that I am normally in and use other people's experiences and mine to voice my opinion, which these skills will certainly help me in my future with developing the career I choose in. Fauna. You were very quiet when I started teaching you last year. In terms of becoming more confident, has the model United Nations helped you in that regard to voice your opinion and to also voice your opinion through your research, your essays? I think it has helped with voicing my opinions because when I first started Model UN, I wasn't really educated per se on the topic and so as I started doing more research on the topic, I started becoming more confident and it also helped in other aspects of my life, when it, which includes class as well. Listen, Pore, do you have any advice you would like to give these delegates? They are older now, they're in different grades, etc. if they want to continue pursuing participating in the Model UN. What advice would you give them? so that they can be successful once more in the SAIA model United Nations. The advice that I would give to the learners for their participation in Manford this year is that um, they should keep an open mind. One thing that they all said um, during this podcast today is that when they were given this topic, they did not know much about the topic that they mm-hmm. were put in and the committee that they were put in or the country that they were representing. So always keep an open mind, always have a willingness to learn 
to share, to learn from your peers, um, to hone your research skills, to build your confidence and to continue on using all the skills that you've learned from participating in Model United Nations in your studies and in other programs or projects that you might be interested in. What was so different or what was so specific about the MUN program that you ran last year in 2021? So the MUN conference that your learners participated in last year on the 16th of October 2021 is called the SIA Johannesburg Model United Nations Conference, so SJ MUN in short. So what makes it different is that it is the largest MUN conference in Southern Africa. And normally we have about 300 learners that participate in it. And what made last year's one different is that it didn't happen in in person because of COVID, but we had it online. So we had Mm -hmm. participation from all provinces of South Africa, and we had five committees in which our different delegations participated in. And do you feel because it was online, was it a success in your opinion? It was a success. So it's normally a success whether it is in person or online. But the benefit of it being online is that uh, our reach was wider. So we, yeah. we had people in places that are normally a bit hard to reach participating in it last year. Great. And do you think perhaps it also took off the nervous element in students that they were online, the cameras had to be off um, until they were presenting that, did you think this helped their nerves a little bit rather than it being live face-to-face? I think it did um, help uh, with the nerves a bit because it was online. But what we have found out um, with MAN is that our participants really enjoy interacting with each other as delegations. So I think it being online made it a bit easier in terms of having a lot of people participate. But that element of our delegations seeing each other and being able to negotiate um, with, with each other in person was a bit missing. But... Um, you know, with um, the pandemic, we have had to adapt to um, our current times and find creative ways of ensuring that our participants still get the same benefit and experience of man that they would have received if it was happening in person. Thank you very much, Ms. Mpore. That is excellent advice. And it is always a benefit that you reach so many more schools and students because of the online factor. That's really good. Students, for future MUN students at Edu Inc., what advice would you give them in order to join the MUN? What would you tell them? Well, I would start with don't be afraid to try something new. I learned that as a personal experience. Uh, second, if you find a passion or you really like talking to people or debating or researching, it's a really good thing to do. And for the future little kids and students that will be participating, um, go for it. Don't be, don't hold back. Just go for it. I would tell them that when you first start, you're going to feel like you're going, you're going into something in over your head and it's going to be really hard. But mm-hmm. if you talk to your peers and talk about how, like how you're feeling that you're going to you're going to get through it and that it's going to you you're going to benefit from it. I would have to say certainly that your fears are only limited by who you choose to be and who you are. So you must take the challenge. Just 
if you struggle, the struggle is worth it in the end. In our situation, we didn't think we'd become where we are, but we came out on top because we tried. So my advice, like Lulu said, is just do it, but also face your fears because you only get to live life once and you may as well do it once now. And it's the best impact for you and everybody else who does it. So I would wish them a good luck. It's going to be a challenge. But if you face these things now in life later, when you have a job and a career, it's going to be your benefit. So I'd have to say that even if you aren't confident in yourself and you think that you can't do it, you should still give it a go. I think it's a great experience to go through and it will really push up your self-esteem and self-confidence when it comes to public speaking after you do it. Once you're at the model, you enter, just relax, just relax and don't take it seriously, but not too seriously, like just let it flow. I think to extend on India's point and everyone else, for a matter of fact, it's going to be difficult. And I think that's the beauty of it. So we sort of tend to thrive, especially for model UN, when everything's high pressure, everyone's a bit nervous. I think that's what makes it even more fun. I think something or advice I'd give is rely on the people around you. This is a tendency I have, but the people in your committee are there to help you and you will grow really strong relationships with them. And it ends up being a lot of fun when you work together and you negotiate with each other. And I think that's advice I would give and encourage someone to do it because it is a lot of fun. Excellent. Thank you so much. Ms. Mpure, do you have any last advice or words or encouragement for the immigrant students? I would just like to encourage um, all learners to join in on MAN this year. So at Youth at SIA, we have a lot of exciting programs that are not only limited to Model United Nations. We um, have what we call the Youth Policy Committee, which gives young people the opportunity to engage in various public policy issues, um, ranging from gender to climate change to education to inequality and the like. So we encourage a lot of learners to just join in on um, our programs, join in on MAN and and participate. So for the first half of the year, we will be running some workshops, MAN workshops, where participants and learners will get the opportunity to just learn more about uh, negotiations, how to research and learn more about MAN. So we are very excited about those and we will have uh, lots more uh, Model United Nations programs and a whole lot of a wide range of programs um, at Youth at SIA. So we do encourage you to visit our social media um, platforms, to visit our websites and just learn more about Youth at SIA and get the opportunity to engage with other young people around the country. That's excellent and it sounds incredibly exciting. Thank you so much, Ms. Mpure. Thank you, students, for your time. Thank you to Mr. Kennedy and everyone else who was involved. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.